Are you looking to get the word out and help grow your business? Hey, it's Andrew from Over the Line, the podcast. We are looking to partner with brand new business owners to help grow their business and get the word out to our listeners so we can link them up with the best businesses around. They spend their hard-earned money on these products, on these services, and we want to make sure we get them teamed up with the right people. If you're interested in teaming up with this podcast and letting people know about your business, contact me, Andrew, at OverTheLineShow.com. That's Andrew at OverTheLineShow.com. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. so so long it is finally here and wow what a weekend it has been what a monday it's been this being monday march 25th 2019 a date we will all remember there is no doubt about it if you keep up with my social media you know that i have dubbed this the best Monday ever. I don't know that it could get any better. The only thing that could make this day better would be uh, Democrats saying, you know what? Let's just skip the 2020 election because we know we've already lost. We're just going to go ahead and give it to you. Six more years of Trump. Fine. We'll just deal with it. It's the only thing that could make it better. 
And really, with with the shape they're in, it, it probably wouldn't hurt for them to uh, to go ahead and do that. But welcome to the show again, uh, March twenty fifth, two thousand and nineteen. We're doing a show today for you that are watching this live. Uh, we kind of switched our schedule to go to three days a week, and we're going to do like a Tuesday through Thursday type of deal. But, but. <laughs> Because of March Madness and because Tennessee is playing on Thursday night and, and because of the Mueller report, obviously, we've decided to do the show uh, tonight so we can give you a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday type of deal. Make sure you get uh, get all the over-the-line you can handle. Overthelineshow.com is where you can find us. Also, here on Facebook, obviously you know that if you're watching this, uh, Find us on Facebook, Over the Line, on Twitter, at Andrew McLean, who, and email me, obviously, Andrew, at OverTheLineShow.com. For those of you that are watching live, go ahead and share this video. Click the, the Watch Party button or whatever. Tell your friends what's going on, because we're about to break this stuff down. I've had to kind of sit on it. Uh, obviously, it, it kind of started popping off Friday, where the rumors started swirling around that the report that we had known at that time was given to uh, Attorney General William Barr that it entailed no collusion. But we didn't know that for a fact. That's just what we were hearing. So we all patiently waited for William Barr to take the weekend and uh, write up an assessment, a summary, if you will, as to what is in that report. He did so. He put it out yesterday, and it has been meltdown city ever since. I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to get enough of this. This is, this is really, it's like the 2016 election all over again. It is. They put all their eggs in Hillary's basket, her basket for deplorables in 2016. Everything they had, they committed to Hillary. They just had to defeat Trump. No matter the cost, defeat Trump. It didn't happen. They've still not accepted those results, as you know, uh, but it didn't happen. So they then took that basket and dumped all their eggs in a Russian collusion basket. And now here we are. They've lost again. They keep losing. And what, what are they doing now that they've lost again? The same thing they did the first time, and that is not accepting the results. They committed to Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller was the most popular guy in America for the past two years. He was the second coming. He was the savior for the left. There was no better man for the job, and they just knew that he was going to be the guy to take down Trump because they knew the same thing we did, which is Mueller was put there to take down Trump. That was his job. Not that he was going to be able to do it, but we all knew that was his job. We knew it was a, a corrupt reason he was there. The left, whatever. Take them for, uh, for what they're worth. But here we are, uh, 24 hours in after this uh, assessment from the attorney general and it's been absolutely fantastic we've gotten reaction from the white house we've gotten reaction from uh the left from the mainstream media 
I literally spent a majority of my day watching CNN and MSNBC because I couldn't get enough of it. I, I couldn't. Now, I didn't turn those channels on expecting to hear apologies or hearing uh, anybody saying, oh, you know, we got it wrong. Our bad. We're fake news. Didn't expect any of that. But to watch these guys squirm and scramble to figure out how in the world to cover their backside and cover their tracks from what they have just done over the past two years. It was nothing short of entertaining. We got a lot to sift through in a very short amount of time, so let's start it off with the president's reaction. He was uh, on a trip. Where was he at? Was he in Florida? Is that right? Uh, He was at Mar-a-Lago. That's right. When the report came out, he was in Mar-a-Lago. He actually got the report uh, William Barr's report a couple of minutes after the public got it. And they did that for optics. I mean, in reality, it wouldn't have mattered, but they knew what the left was going to say if, if Donald Trump was the first to see it. They're going to say, well, he, he saw it. And he made edits to it before it came out of the public, blah, blah, blah. So whatever. We'll give it to Trump first. We'll toss it over to, to uh, uh, we'll give it to the public first, toss it over to Trump. Second, not a big deal. That's what they did. So Trump uh, not ending his his uh, trip early or anything. He had already planned on rolling on back. He stops and he speaks to reporters. And his uh, his mood, how, how do I describe this? His personality, the the the. The feeling, the gist that he gave was that not of doing backflips and being extremely excited that he had gotten off the hook, much like, say, O.J. Simpson getting off murder charges or something like that. You didn't see that, that, kind, of, uh, uh, that kind of feel from the president. You didn't see the president joyous and happy and excited that that this thing is finally over, finally over, whatever that means. You saw a president that was not just frustrated, but downright angry. Angry that this has happened. And I think that's very telling. It should be telling for the people that were uh, hanging their hat on Russian collusion, but I can't even speak to those people because they're so out of their mind. For independent voters... For those of you that are likely to vote Republican or Democrat, you just want to go with the best guy. I want you to think about what you saw when you heard Donald Trump speak for the first time after this report came out. Is a guy that is actually guilty of this stuff and has been proven to be innocent or exonerated from the collusion part Is that type of guy going to be angry when he finds out that information? No, he's going to be elated because he just dodged a bullet. He probably is in shock because he can't believe that he got away with the crime of the century. But Donald Trump did not express himself in that manner. He expressed himself as angry that he had to go through with it 
in the first place. He didn't even take the time to do any sort of end zone dance or really laugh at the media for literally dying right before our eyes or anything like that. He was angry. Not just because he had to go through that, his family had to go through that, people's lives were ruined because of it. Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, and the rest. He was angry because the country had to go through that. While he is busting his A-double crooked letter to do all these things, to, from unemployment to foreign policy, literally breaking records on these fronts, it was all ignored because of this witch hunt. Donald Trump, think about this. Donald Trump is the type of guy, if he's proven to be right, He's going to rub it in everybody's face. And he may do that in the coming days, in the coming weeks. He may do that tonight because he's got a rally, from what I understand. And if, uh, if that happens to pop off before we get out of here, I'll play a little bit of that. He's the type of guy that wants to do that when he's proven right, but he is downright angry. He was downright angry yesterday, and he was pretty angry today. He had Bibi Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, in, uh, in the White House today, and obviously reporters had their gaggle there in the White House to uh, hear those two make comments, and, and Netanyahu does like he normally does, and I think he was more passionate about it this time. He talked about how uh, the U.S. and Israel have been allies for a long time. He says, and I've even, we've even had presidents, U.S. presidents, that we felt were good friends. But, Mr. Trump, there has been no greater friend to Israel than you are. And you better believe, especially those that do believe in the good book, that is a good thing. That is a huge thing in what kind of leader you want running your country. To hear those kind of comments. And Israel's got their own problems. Netanyahu is, is uh, uh, being uh, uh, investigated, or they're trying to indict the guy on bribery charges. And I, I don't know a whole lot about that to actually speak to it, whether he's guilty or not. I mean, we see what we're going through in this country with a president who's to say that's not going on in Israel. I wouldn't be surprised. But here's the comments uh, from earlier today. As I mentioned, a reporter uh, comes to Trump. Let me see if I can find this audio. And it may even be Jim Acosta. Don't hold me to that. Uh, but a reporter speaks up, and he asks the president, uh, one of the stupidest questions I've, I've heard today, but says, uh, now that the investigation's over and it, and it turned out in your favor, does that mean that it was does does that mean it was never a witch hunt? Which actually, if anything, wouldn't that just prove that it it was in fact a witch hunt? I think that's what that means. All right, here's the comments from earlier today. Uh, Donald Trump with Bibi Netanyahu. Mr. President, so did this turn out to not be a witch hunt after all? You think Robert Mueller did a? It's lasted a long time. We're glad it's over. It's a, a one hundred the way it should have been. I wish it could have gone a lot sooner, a lot quicker. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that 
have done some very, very evil things, very bad things, I would say treasonous things uh, against our country. And uh, hopefully that people that have done such harm to our country, we've gone through a period of uh, really bad things happening. Uh, those people will certainly be looked at. I've been looking at them for a long time, and I'm saying, why haven't they been looked at? They lied to Congress. Many of them, you know who they are. Uh, they've done so many evil things. Uh, I will tell you, I love this country. I love this country as much as I can love anything. My family, my country, my God. But what they did, it was a false narrative. It was, it was a terrible thing. Uh, we can never let this happen to another president again. I can tell you that. I say it very strongly. Uh, very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. Yeah, he says that uh, not many presidents, not many people could have handled what he went through with this Russia investigation. And let me tell you, he's exactly right. You would have probably had, uh, I could name 10 people off the top of my head that would have resigned uh, a year ago over this, especially knowing that it's not true, watching what friends and family had been put through, they would just said, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm out of here. I'm just going to resign. I'm not guilty, but I'm resigning because this isn't worth it. None of this is worth it. But Donald Trump stood up to it. He finally, finally, we've got a person that is standing up to this stuff. And people were freaked out because of the way he conducted himself on debate stages during the campaign. The things he was saying to his opponents. Oh, that's not presidential. Oh, you can't do that. But it turns out that's the attitude we needed. Because nobody else would have survived this. Nobody else could withstand the pressure that this guy was put under. But do you hear the seriousness in his voice? When he talks about nobody should have been through this. He, he said, I love this country as much as anything in my life. Whether my wife, my family, whatever. I love this country and that's the reason I'm doing this. But this stuff right here is absolutely absurd. It was all fake. It was all a ruse. And this thing was put together to take me down whether I was guilty of this or not because I wasn't supposed to win the election. Because the federal government, the Justice Department, who over the Obama years had been completely politicized and weaponized, decided the American people did not know what's best even for themselves. So it was up to the federal government to fix the mess up of the American people for their own good. Anytime the government tells you that they know what's best for you and you don't, you're headed for the edge of the cliff. In every single scenario, everyone, the government will never know 
what is best for you at least more than you do. Never, 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 never. And I don't care who's in power. When you allow the government to decide what's best for you, that's when you run across socialism. It's really what the Democrats are running on. So it should be no surprise that this whole thing happened. But Donald Trump is angry, and really, I'm angry too. Yeah, I was doing backflips yesterday. I was throwing a Mueller, Mueller report party. I was excited. I was mostly excited because I got to watch so many people eat crow, even though they're acting like they're not in most cases. I got to watch liberal tears flow, and I got to watch these people pull their foots out of their mouth, their feet. It's not foots, it's feet. But as I went through the day today, after I did my end zone dance for about 24 hours, I, I got angrier and angrier that this could happen in this country. That this Banana Republic-style justice is allowed to happen in this great country. It should make everyone angry. It should scare the crap out of you. And it should come to an end and never happen again. I don't care if Hillary Clinton runs in 2020 and she wins. To weaponize the Justice Department to hem up somebody on false charges to get them thrown out is absolutely unacceptable in every scenario. Hillary Clinton was a bad example because she should be investigated on several fronts, but we know all that stuff's true. So we'll just we'll skip over that. Whoever it is, I don't care. This cannot happen in the United States of America. Cannot happen. And the media, the media is just as culpable as the Justice Department, as the Democrats, as every single snake, almost said a bad word, every snake that was in the Obama administration, which is almost all of them, if not all of them. The media is just as culpable as those people. There's probably several people in the media that deserve to be in jail over some of the stuff they did. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Andrew, why would you say that? You're trying to silence the press, take away the freedom of the press. No. What was done with this Russian collusion bull hockey was dangerous to this country over the past two years, and it's dangerous for the future of this country. It may be a genie we can't put back in the bottle, toothpaste we can't put back in the tube. It might be. We talk about setting presidents and all this stuff with the border wall and blah, 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 blah. Just the fact that this has happened could have done great damage to this country going forward. Unless our leaders, our real leaders, 
step up and do something about this. They've got to. For your kids, for your grandkids, for their kids. Otherwise, you'll have a socialist president that has no problem using the federal government and the Justice Department to come after their enemies, and not just their political enemies. Their enemies that are average citizens. Just watch. If you don't believe me, just watch. I pray that you never see it. And I pray one day we can look back on this and say, you know, Andrew said that would happen, but it never did. I pray that's the case. But if this is allowed to happen, as bad as this was, there's many more things that are much worse that could be that 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 could and will possibly happen if we allow this kind of stuff to continue. Here's the media talking about their culpability. This is just the media over the past two years in how they have breathlessly reported on Russian collusion. Think about think about day after day after day where there was a new bombshell report that was that had the walls closing in on Trump. Trump is done. He's going to be out of office. This report that we've got from the Washington Post, this report we've got from the New York Times, there's no way Trump can withstand this. This new book from Omarosa showing he's a blatant racist, Cliff Sims, former advisor for the president, He'll never be able to survive this book. Day after day after day. That's dangerous. That is extremely dangerous for this country. Here's the media. Over the past two years, and I'll give you some stats on how much they actually talked about Russian collusion compared to how much they actually talked about the wins that have happened over the past two years. And it just policy issues regarding Donald Trump in general. Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It was the beginning of the end today. The beginning of the end. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning, not the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day, and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. The beginning of the end? The beginning of the end. 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 We begin tonight with a bombshell. Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble. Trump is in trouble. The president will resign. Another hour, another bombshell. This is a tipping point. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. 
know-how, breaking news, absolute bombs. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. The wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles heel. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tipping point for the Trump administration. What a historic day. The bombshells. He's underwater. He feels the walls closing in. Turning point. We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. It is. That is about 1%. What you just heard was about 1%, possibly less, of the coverage that the media gave Russian collusion. Less than 1% of the PP dossier. The story of Trump ordering hookers to his Russian hotel room to pee all over the bed. Less than 1% of the coverage they gave. There were 533,074 articles written about Russia and Trump. Not, Not in general. That's just from the mainstream outlets. 533,000 articles, y'all. The networks, the mainstream networks, they gave 2,284 minutes of coverage just to the Mueller investigation. That's a lot of time. That's, That's like all their time. Over the past two years, it's all they've been consumed with. And now it has gone up in smoke. Now they scramble to try to figure out how in the heck do we fix this? Not how do we fix this, excuse me. How do we continue this? That's what the media is looking to do. That's what Democrats are looking to do. Which I suppose the media just takes their marching orders from the left. But that's what they're looking to do. The media themselves are so desperate to not let this thing go, whether it's they solely want to have Trump impeached or they don't want to admit they're wrong or whatever. They still have reporters at this moment, CNN in particular, still has reporters staged outside of Mueller's office. For what? What are you what are you covering? CNN is literally sending their resources, their reporters to just sit outside of Mueller's office. This is how deranged these people are. This is how desperate they are. They're sitting outside of his office like like something's going to change. Like Mueller's going to come out and say, yeah, you know what? I changed my mind. Trump did collude with Russia. Yep, that's it. You know, I I, I was sitting here watching you jabronis out my window, and I thought to myself, as I looked at all your sad little faces, tears running down your cheeks, I changed my mind about the investigation. 
yeah, I know we interviewed 500 witnesses and, and, and issued 2,800 subpoenas and said, even after all of that, there was no collusion, but we've changed our mind. This is where they're at. <laughs> this is where they're at. They're deranged. And don't get me wrong. I get it. I get they've invested everything. You think about poor Rachel Maddow. She was at the point of tears talking about this. By the way, her show starts at about five minutes. I'm not telling you to go watch it, but I'm sure it's going to be precious today. Maybe you can look it up on YouTube. Think about what she's going through right now. With all the time and energy, every single night, dedicating her show to either recounting the Richard Nixon saga or coming up with absurd and far-reaching conspiracies to tie Trump to Vladimir Putin. Imagine how she feels. Everything she's done over the past two years has been for nothing. What is she supposed to do? She's supposed to just accept it? That's absurd. She can, she can never do that. It's sad. It's a very sad situation. It's not sad for them. It's sad for this country. When we come back on the other side, I will give you a little bit of flashbacks as to who said what during this whole process. And we will start a countdown as to when we will get a retraction or even an apology from these people. Also, Michael Avenatti adding to the best Monday ever by getting himself arrested and facing some serious charges. That coming up on the other side. Hang tight. This report is brought to you by the Pancake King. Look out for a crash with two crust sandwiches at Green Valley Road. How is this even possible right now? The Mountain Brook Pancakes confirms that a two crust sandwich crash at Pump House Road overpass. Unbelievable, but true. We've got three hot, fluffy golden pancakes from the left and right lanes. That may be the cause of the crash. I'm Kathy. Egg white with your... How is this even possible? Traffic...
Back with you over the line. Overthelineshow.com. Andrew McLean on this Monday. March 25th, 2019. Officially the best Monday ever. That's right. That's right. Before I get back at it, I want to remind you about Nick the Marketer. Who you can find at nickthemarketer.com. Nick the Marketer and his team hook us up with all our online needs. And he can do that for you as well. If you own a business, big, small, medium, whatever you do, you offer any sort of products, any sort of services, or you just got anything going on that requires a website, let these guys hook you up and make your digital footprint as big as it can possibly be. From handling your social media, to tracking your website, keeping it updated, to search engine optimization, Nick the Marketer can get it handled. They make sure people see your website. That's nickthemarketer.com. 205-610-9550. 205-610-9550. That's 205-610-9550. I'm using my Donald Trump head. 9550. 205-610-9550. Call Nick the Marketer Bigly. Do it. Nick's, uh, Nick's a friend of mine, great guy, and uh, he, he knows what he's doing. If anything, just reach out to him and say, hey, I, uh, I heard you on Over the Line, my favoritest podcast ever, and I uh, wanted to let you know I appreciate you supporting that show. And all you do, all you do. Again, OverTheLineShow.com, that's the way you uh, you keep in touch. Also, remember, Andrew, at OverTheLineShow.com, I, I want you guys to email me as we get ramped back up to to start the email segment again. I keep forgetting about it, so I'm not preparing. But y'all are sending me emails. I appreciate it, and keep that up, and and uh, we'll all be uh, happy campers. All right, back to what happened today. What happened yesterday, should I say? You can't help, and the memes have been amazing, as you know. We try to post those on our social media page, Over the Line, on Facebook. And... Uh, They've been amazing. What else has been amazing is being able to go back and and watch what people have said on Twitter, what people have said on TV. As you know, I played you a little bit of that. But social media is one of the greatest inventions, especially when times like these come around. And it's reminiscent of what we saw after the election, where the infamous... uh, uh, clip of Ann Coulter on, on, on Bill Maher's show, and she says Donald Trump has the best win, the, the best chance of winning out of all the Republicans, and everybody laughed at her, and all these different scenarios, and it, it all led up to Donald Trump actually winning, and then he got the last laugh. This is the same thing, because people invested so much into the Russian collusion thing that all these tweets are hanging out there. All these social media posts are hanging out there, and these people are having to eat their words. 
from politicians to Hollywood stars to media elites who fantasized for for years about Bob Mueller indicting Trump, sending Trump and his family to prison, okay? Now, think about that. Now, a lot of nasty things have been said. Actually, having his entire family sent to prison is probably the most PG thing any of them have said. But they've attacked Melania. They've attacked Baron Trump. They've attacked his other kids. Just nasty, nasty people. I mean, just ask Ashley Judd. She's a nasty woman. And by the way, if Ashley Judd is not enough reason to cheer against Kentucky in the, uh, in the tournament, in the March Madness tournament, I don't know what is. That's enough to hate Kentucky. So y'all can come join my bandwagon. Be a Tennessee ball for the rest of the tournament. And uh, we'll, we'll head on to the Final Four. How about that? Let me just give you a little bit of, uh, so you don't have to, it would be hard to go back and search through all these tweets and Facebook posts and all that kind of stuff to, to just reminisce about what these people said about Mueller indicting Trump. So I did the dirty work for you. I want to give you just a few, a few tweets from different people from all across the liberal socialist spectrum. Well, let's start with, how about uh, Tony Schwartz? December 20th, 2017, just a short time ago. To my fellow Trump critics, do not despair. Do not give up. Do not reduce your outrage. Tax cuts are a fake victory that will come back to haunt him and Republicans. Mueller is closing in on Trump. I promise. He promises. Remember that. It's a promise uh, he did not keep. How about Dan Rather? Oh, Dan Rather, one of the, the news anchors we all watched throughout our entire lives as children and then growing up, only to realize not only is he a political leftist hack now, he was back then as well. He says on January 18th of this year, if true, the BuzzFeed story is a political earthquake. Caution. We really know little. Mueller knows much. Time to be steady. Let the facts lead us to truth. But at almost every turn in this national nightmare, implausible has become plausible. The walls do appear to be closing in. Those daggum walls. And you know what's funny? Is all the talk of the walls closing in? The only wall that turns out to be involved is the wall that we're currently building on the southern border. Imagine that. Andy Lassner. Trump knows Mueller is closing in fast. So now he's going to bring down the whole effing thing with him. Brace yourselves. Andrew Weinstein. The economy is slowing. The Dow is tanking. Mueller is closing in. North Korea still has nukes. Putin is getting his way in Syria, and yet Republicans in Congress are willing to shut down the government over Trump's stupid wall that Mexico was supposed to pay for. What a disgrace. Here's a CNN headline from December 3rd, 2017. With latest plea deal, 
Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigation is closing in on President Trump. How about Tommy Chong? I know. I thought about skipping this one. Tommy Chong from the famous Cheech and Chong. He said this government shutdown is designed to keep the focus off the Russia investigation. Mueller is closing in. Lock them up. Oh, Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. You know, he wouldn't be so angry and paranoid about Trump ruining his country if he would just get back to smoking weed. Jeez Louise. Rob Reiner says, Mike Pence has shown Mueller a huge tale. His call to the end of the investigation tells the special counsel he's closing in on guilt. And the only thing Michael Cohen is fixing is Donald Trump's criminal wagon, guessing that POTUS doesn't know whether to crap or wind his watch. Who else? Uh, Dr. Dina Grayson? I don't know who that is. Do not fall for Donald Trump's lies. Mueller is closing in on Trump and the rest of Team Traitor. There is no way out. Hashtag Mueller is coming. Hashtag Trump Russia. And then a YouTube link. Mike Levin, not to be confused with Mark Levin. With Mueller's investigation and other turmoil closing in on Trump, he focuses instead on a fake tough guy fight with Joe Biden. Trump continues to prove that he is incapable of providing the steady leadership we deserve from our president. Who else we got here? I'm not recognizing some of these other people. I don't even want to give them the time of day. Joan Walsh says, thanks to... uh, Somebody for reminding us how long Rick Gates worked for Trump and for Manafort. Mueller is closing in. It's <laughs> my favorite. Uh, how about Brian Stelter, little bald fat guy on CNN that talks, uh, has a voice as if he's just been kicked in the nerds um, time and time again. He says, two tales on parallel tracks. Team Trump is confidently rooting out deep state corruption versus Trump is panicking and lashing out because Mueller is closing it. Think about how often we heard Trump is enraged, Trump is lashing out, Trump is Trump is in a just a a, a panic. The terms lashing and have, have any of us ever seen Trump even yell at somebody? Like actually scream at someone out of anger? Has anybody ever seen that? Yet we heard time and time again Trump's lashing out because he knows he and his family's about to go to jail. So even after all that, there's no backtracking, there's no deleting of tweets, there's no apology, saying sorry for all the fake news, no nothing. Instead, the media and the Democrats have taken the route of saying, oh, no, 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 no. We know what Mueller allegedly said in the report, but we don't believe that's actually what Mueller said. Because remember, the process was Mueller does the investigation with, again, if you need the numbers, you had over 500 witnesses interviewed. You had 28 
28,000 or whatever it was, uh, 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 subpoenas. Well, 28,000, I guess 2,800. And tons and tons of documents reviewed. And nothing. Nothing was found. So anyway, Mueller hands it over after two years, hands it over to the attorney general, and then the attorney general, who has not been on the job that long, as we know, he replaced Jeff Sessions. He then uh, takes that report and writes a summary as to what is in it, okay? He puts that out Sunday. He gets the report, according to news sources, he gets the report on Friday and then puts out the four-page memo on Sunday. So what the media has decided to do, since they did not get the outcome that they were looking for, They've decided to say the attorney general who was nominated by Trump, because every attorney general in history is nominated by the president and voted on by Congress whether to be able to take that office or not. They have decided to go the route of saying that they don't believe what William Barr is saying is in that report. They are literally saying that they think the attorney general received the report from Mueller, because the attorney general is the special counsel's boss, takes the report from Mueller, and then just makes up what's in it. Or at least leaves out the important stuff and doesn't really tell us what's actually in there. Like, for instance, he changed the word no collusion to proof of collusion. Or something. I don't know. That's literally what they're hanging their hat on. They're saying that he got the report on Friday, but then 48 hours later, it took it took Robert Mueller two years to investigate this stuff. But William Barr, it only took him 48 hours to tell us that there was there was not only no collusion, but no obstruction of justice. And to give you some context here, in the Mueller report, he says unequivocally no collusion. Not only not by Trump, but by no American at all. Wasn't just Trump, but it was no American colluded with Russia to sway the election. Which, that can also be debated, but that's what Mueller put in his report. He also said he found zero evidence. Zero evidence of obstruction of justice, but that in his job as a special special counsel, special prosecutor, that he cannot make the decision as to whether or not he obstructed justice. That will be up to the attorney general and the deputy AG. So per Robert Mueller, at his request, William Barr gets the report, sees that, or is told that, He needs to make the decision as to if Trump obstructed justice or not. He looks over what Mueller has, and he says, no, there's no obstruction of justice here, not to mention what exactly are you obstructing if you're innocent of the charges. And so he puts that out there. And the Dems are saying, and the media is saying, that William Barr manipulated that, that there's no way he could have come up with 
the conclusion that there was no obstruction of justice in 48 hours. It took Robert Mueller two years, but only William Barr 48 hours? Well, of course, because guess what? Mueller did all the work. It's not like William Barr had to start a whole new investigation on that particular subject and take another two years, which is what they want. And as a matter of fact, it was more than 48 hours. We eventually find out that Rod Rosenstein and William Barr had gotten the report three weeks ago. They had plenty of time to look it over. The media was three weeks behind on that report, which is no surprise. But people are losing their mind, and they don't even know the whole story. They don't even know. And it doesn't matter. They're not willing to accept the, the, the conclusion that the guy that was their hero gave them. They're not willing to accept it. Another thing that the left is screaming about is that Donald Trump somehow owes Robert Mueller an apology. Now, this is absolutely precious. And that was asked of him somewhat in a roundabout way while he was in the White House with Bibi Netanyahu. Now, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she was on NBC's Today Show. I don't know if you guys watch that. I don't. It's about as entertaining as The View. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders is on with, what's her name? Savannah Guthrie. And Savannah Guthrie is like, well, you have to admit that the president owes Robert Mueller an apology now that he's come out and said that there was no collusion, right? Here's how that went down. That decision. It is a, a legal clean bill of health. This letter says there's not going to be charges against the president. Okay, on both Let's of these. Let's also not forget, uh, when there is no crime and there is no collusion, it's very hard to obstruct something when there wasn't a crime. Well, that's a, a legal, a technical legal argument that may or may not have guided the decision-making here. Let me ask you this. For the last two years, the president has absolutely eviscerated Bob Mueller. A lifelong public servant, a former Marine, a red. I'd be like, I'm glad you noticed. I worked really hard to do that. Republican, I might add. He's called him a national disgrace, discredited, a prosecutor gone ro rogue who oversaw a gang of thugs. In the end, this individual conducted investigation, came to a conclusion that ultimately cleared, as we just discussed, the president. Did Robert Mueller deserve better from the president than this kind of language and behavior? Frankly, I think. They deserve better. American people deserved better. They didn't deserve for the election of this president to try to be Wait taken Wait a minute, but down. the president's rhetoric about a public servant doing a job. Are you kidding? The president's rhetoric matches. They are literally, the media and Democrats have called the president an agent of a foreign government. Wait, wait, wait. That we're is, talking... But that is an accusation equal to treason, which is punishable by death in this country. Well, wait a minute. I mean, that is... You have kids, and you know that if you say, did you do this, the answer isn't, yeah, but my brother did that. So let's talk about the president's behavior. He called Robert Mueller. He, he trashed him for two years. And in the end... Mueller just did an investigation that ultimately the president considers a total exoneration of him. Did, does he owe Robert Mueller an apology for that kind of rhetoric? I think Democrats and the liberal media 
owe the president and they owe the American people an apology. They wasted two years and created a massive disruption and, and distraction from things that people that impact everyone's day to day life. I, I mean, let's. Yeah, this took place under the Obama administration. You had people like Clapper and Brennan lying to Congress to perpetuate this idea of Russia collusion against the president of the United well, States. No, I think they're talking about the fact that Russia did, in fact, meddle in our elections, which is borne out by this latest report and the intelligence agencies of the U.S. And they tried to tie the president of the United States to it, which was completely false and completely wrong. I think that was the subject of the investigation, which... The question... Does Donald Trump owe an apology to Robert Mueller? Does the president owe the special prosecutor, Robert Mueller, an apology? The answer is not just no. The answer is hell no. The president doesn't owe an apology to anyone. Nobody, especially Robert Mueller. But Andrew, it shows he's got integrity because he he actually came out and and uh, said the truth that there was no collusion. If Robert Mueller had integrity, he would have shut this investigation down two years ago. Anybody that had integrity would have seen what's going on in this investigation from a mile away, would have seen the abuses in the FISA court, would have seen all the corruption in the FBI, would have seen his legal team being all donors to Democrats, would have seen Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and, and Bruce Orr's wife, Nellie, uh, working for uh, Fusion GPS. He would have shown, shown all that and he would have shut it down. At the very least, said, I can't do this. I don't want nothing to do with this because this is a lot deeper than I'm willing to get involved with. If he had integrity, he would have said, I cannot do this because my BFF just happens to be James Comey. I don't care what Robert Mueller's findings are. As far as I'm concerned, Robert Mueller has zero integrity. And if it would have been anybody else, and they would have allowed this investigation to go on for two years through a midterm election, only to release the report because it didn't have what you wanted, on a Friday afternoon in the middle of March Madness that everybody's going. The first round of March Madness is going on when everybody's team is still in the tournament. This report is released. A person of integrity does not do that. Robert Mueller has no integrity. Donald Trump does not owe him an apology. He owes Donald Trump an apology. The Democrats owe Donald Trump an apology. The media owes Donald Trump and the American people an apology. And don't give me any more of this 
well, we can't build a wall. It's just wasting money. It's just a waste of money. We can't do that. We just wasted $24 million and two years of media coverage on a fake conspiracy. Alex Jones is not even this much of a conspiracy theorist. That's how far-fetched this thing was. You want to talk about who's wasting money, you just saw who's wasting the money over the past two years. And this thing's about to flip around. Lindsey Graham, out speaking today, he said, uh, listen, we're going to have to flip this bad boy around now that we know what we know. I want a new special investigation, and I want to investigate how this all came about. I want to investigate the, 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 the FISA court process. I want to investigate the people on the other side, because we've got some serious, serious shady stuff going on. Here's part of his comments from earlier today. I believe that. Donald Trump got scrutiny like nobody else in the history of the presidency since Nixon, probably. And he, in my view, came out of this thing stronger to those who were abusive of the process in 2016. On the other side, you haven't had much scrutiny, but that. He said, but but that's about to change. We're going to bring scrutiny to the other side if Lindsey Graham has his way. In that press conference, I don't have the whole thing. I I don't have time to play it for you. But he laid it out there, and he said, here's the deal. For all you people that that got this thing kicked off and ran it into the ground and tried to stage a coup against a duly elected president, we're coming after you. We're getting to the bottom of this and finding out exactly what is going on in this corrupt cesspool in D.C., in this corrupt cesspool, the upper echelon of the FBI and the Justice Department, we're about to figure you out, cuzzy. He laid it down, and I can't give him anything but props, but he says straight up, I want a new special counsel to look at the other side of this issue. And I'm going to continue to call for it until I get it. Now, he did make the comment during his press conference because he was asked by a reporter uh, while he he said, when you were in Mar-a-Lago over the weekend playing golf with President Trump, did you talk to him about his disparaging remarks against your best friend, John McCain? And he said, no, we didn't talk about it, blah, 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 blah. He says, I don't like the fact that he's doing it. John McCain doesn't deserve that, so on and so forth. He also said that John McCain had no idea his staff had leaked the dossier to the media. John McCain didn't have anything to do with it. He didn't know nothing about it. His staff, who really just takes their orders from him, and they probably have to ask him if they even want to go poop. He says they just did it on their own. John McCain didn't know about it. I don't believe that. That's bull crap. But I'm not going to hammer Lindsey Graham today. He's just sticking up for his best friend, and uh, I'm going to let him have at it. But a special counsel 
needs to be on its way. I, I know a lot of you guys who I've talked to, whether it's here on the podcast or when we were on the radio, talked about there's things on the back burner. There, there's there's a there's a bigger picture here, and one day this whole Mueller Russia thing is going to flip around, and the hammer's going to come down. Y'all used to say it about Jeff Sessions, and I, I never believed any of that, but that they know exactly what they're doing, and they're actually investigating and closing in on the other side, the people that perpetrated this stuff. I don't necessarily think that's a thing right now. But now that the Russia collusion stuff is out of the way, I guarantee you it's about to start. If it hasn't, it's about to. The worst thing these Democrats could have done is start this Russia business. And I hope it backfires on each and every one of them, and I will relish the day that I'm watching those people in orange jumpsuits on the news. Something else to celebrate that happened today, Michael Avenatti, famous porn lawyer for Stormy Daniels, media whore extraordinaire, was literally arrested today and charged with extortion after he threatened Nike, the shoe company, telling them he was going to hold a press conference with some damaging info against the company unless they paid him $20 million or whatever it was, which is millions of dollars. Literally was, was blackmailing Nike. <laughs> and it was so funny that this guy actually posted on Twitter today. Let me see if I can find this. Nine hours ago, here's what he says. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, we will be holding a press conference to disclose a major high school college basketball scandal perpetrated by Nike that we have uncovered. This criminal conduct reaches the highest levels of Nike and involves some of the biggest names in college basketball. So what he was going to do is he was going to allege that there have been backdoor deals where players were getting paid, college players were getting paid, uh, and all of this, that, and the other. It's a big scandal. But this was not about Michael Avenatti just putting the truth out there. Turns out this is something Michael Avenatti over the past days and weeks has been threatening Nike with and said, you're going to give me millions of dollars or I'm going to come after you with these allegations. So Nike said, okay, okay, let's talk about it. They talk about it, and Nike's like, you know what? We're not going to do it. Do whatever you want. All the while, Nike is in cahoots with the FBI to track this stuff and watch Avenatti, and the FBI sat by and waited until Michael Avenatti made his mood to put this damaging info out. And he literally tweets it today, nine hours ago. And then guess what? 45 minutes after that, the feds closed in on him and arrested him. And they are charging him with some very serious stuff. 
Two different districts are actually charging him. He's facing some serious jail time. Now, think about this. This is the, the irony of the whole thing. Think about all the bashing of Donald Trump that Michael Avenatti has done over the past year or two, trying himself to single-handedly take down the president. All the, all the things he said, all the times he said that uh, Trump was, was guilty of colluding with Russia, this, that, and the other. And when it turns out Trump didn't collude with Russia, within 24 hours, Michael Avenatti himself is the one that ends up getting arrested. Let's take a look, or let's take a listen, should I say, at some of Michael Avenatti's greatest hits. I love you on television so much. The legal eagle, the always entertaining Michael Avenatti. Just cameras, these people all like you. And I argued for the indictment of the president, and I argued for the indictment of the president. Michael Cohen and Donald Trump are in too deep. They waited too long. I think the president will not serve out his term. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get that in a moment. He was in the process of blowing himself up, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, and they've been lied to by their president yeah. when Michael Cohen is indicted. Not if, but when. He's running a very uh, risky game at this point. We boxed in Donald Trump. Th this, is, this is going to get very, very bad for Michael Cohen. Well, because I think what we see is the noose tightening around Michael Cohen. As this continues to unravel, it's going to get much more ugly. We feel incredibly vindicated. Well, if they can't keep their story straight, they can't keep their lies straight, they keep providing further explanations upon explanations because they don't want to tell the American people the truth about what happened here. This guy has zero credibility in the eyes of most Americans. To make sure Michael Avenatti can never, ever come on this show again. Michael Avenatti, congratulations on still having your First Amendment rights. Uh, I'm never happier to be here, Lawrence. Thank you. <laughs> Attorney Michael Avenatti is now facing federal charges in both New York and in California for totally separate cases. Avenatti used illegal and extortionate threats for the purpose of obtaining, of obtaining millions of dollars in payments for himself. Avenatti repeatedly pressured the company to agree to pay or risk having Avenatti hold a press conference that he claimed would dramatically drive down the stock price of the company and its market value. Now, Michael Avenatti's a scumbag. We all knew that. I mean, the guy has literally uh, screwed a paraplegic guy out of his own settlement, millions and millions of dollars. But now he's being arrested for trying to scam Nike. Also, he's been arrested for filing false tax returns. Not paying his taxes. The karma here could not could not be any better. And, and the clips you just heard, those are from all the... You remember at one time, and we talked about this, Michael Avenatti was on CNN every single night. He was on MSNBC every single night. Sometimes it would almost seem like he was in both places at the same time. That's how often he was on there. In just a two-month period, if you recall... When the Stormy Daniels thing got heated and Michael Avenatti transitioned into just this, this, um, this Trump enemy in general and was trying to attack him from every aspect, from the Russian collusion to bringing forward absurd accusers against Brett Kavanaugh, 
He made 108 appearances on CNN and MSNBC in two months. Think about that for a minute. Between CNN and MSNBC, not only did they bring on the same guest 108 times in a two-month period, they brought on Michael Avenatti. One of the most discredited people, even before this, 108 times. That shouldn't surprise anybody. What also shouldn't surprise you is the fact that the co-conspirator in this Michael Avenatti case, it happens to be Mark Garagos. Now, who is Mark Garagos. I can hear you asking that question right now, and I'm glad you asked that. Mark Garagos is um, is a legal expert on CNN that appears on the channel all the freaking time. He is also obviously a friend of Michael Avenatti, but he's also the lawyers, the lawyer for people like Michael Jackson, Colin Kaepernick, and Jussie Smollett. <laughs> That's who this guy is. He's all their attorney. He's their attorney. He's also CNN's legal expert analyst, and he is now co-conspirator with Michael Avenatti in cheating on his taxes and trying to scam Nike out of millions and millions of dollars. Now you guys see why I said this was the best Monday ever. There'll be plenty more on that front, and we'll be talking about it, because we'll be live with you tomorrow, and we'll take the week off early for March Madness. You'll get us tomorrow, and you'll get us Wednesday. Overthelineshow.com. Make sure you go check it out, and... Subscribe to our podcast everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, all those places. Until next time, we'll see you, cuz.